Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm Kevin. And I am John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. buddy i'm delighted to also say we've got kyle still with us kyle, hey. you stayed thank I god i have the power but i don't know if he man <laughs> does at this point he <laughs> we, doesn't we've seen no evidence of that thus far nope um uh before we get into all of that want to just shout out again uh kyle's website that he runs with a few other folks screenrex.com go check it out it's s c r e e n r e x rex dot com uh you know you want to tell us again like what kind of cool stuff's going on in over there just tons of movie reviews and tv reviews we we see stuff well before a lot of other people i'm 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 fortunate enough to say so uh, we can tell you if anything's good before it comes out save you that money yeah don't uh especially in these in these unprecedented times (laughs) (laughs) if you want to venture out you're taking your life in your hands basically venturing out to the theater get that delta variant kids Yeah. Uh, so also shout out to our friends at the last of the action heroes podcast network. Yes. Uh, we're happy to be a part of it. So if you're listening to us there, thank you very much. And please go check out our back catalog over at our own, uh, six degrees of Schwarzenegger feed. We're going to try to get that stuff uploaded as we can on the podcast network. But, um, in the meantime, if you want to hear us talk about Conan the barbarian or, uh, Kickboxer or Running Man, mm. all sorts of Point Break. Like a lot gotta, of movies better than this movie. <laughs> but this movie is fun, though. It's beloved. As, as we say in our intro, we're coming at it from a place of love. And I didn't even have the the same nostalgia value of you guys from like growing up on it. But it is just some movies are so bad that they're not even fun to watch, right. and this one is just so fun to watch. Yeah, it like, is. I will watch it again. Like not tonight. <laughs> maybe not this as as, year as far as you know maybe not this year but i will in my life i will revisit this movie because it's yes. fun it's got okay bones i mean it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a fun little adventure and it's, a, it's especially fun if you've got like a little kid to watch it with you like yeah. my uncle did the bones so. are named frank langella and he plays, <laughs> and he plays skeletor awesome um yeah so we're talking about 1987 masters of the universe if you haven't picked up on that which you did because you saw the name of the podcast before you clicked on it um, and just to give you some backstory and what happened in part four of this exciting series, essentially the good guys were pinned down. Julie was a dunce and gave the prototype for the cosmic key to the bad guys. The bad guys destroyed it. He-Man got taken captive and taken back to Eternia and the good guys with Julie wounded were left to pick up the pieces and figure out how they were going to get back to Eternia. And kids, that's where we're picking up. It did take a solid hour for the plot to sort of kick into <laughs> gear, but it's in gear now. It is. The stakes we, are high. Yeah. The fate of the universe is hangs in the balance. That's what we think anyway. <laughs> um, so part five picks up back at Castle Grayskull. Skeletor and his army are filling the throne room with He-Man in tow. As he climbs the dais, Skeletor grabs his staff from Pig Boy, who was, a, who was an extra who won a contest that Mattel put on. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. That kid, wow. that guy won a contest. I was I was checking out the director's oh. commentary earlier today, and they were like, they told the director, you got to find something for this kid to do because he's guaranteed a spot in the movie. But it was a child, I yeah, think. I think it was like some And he got like, apparently he got sick. 
from that shit that they had, like they the makeup and stuff they put on his face. He got sick. Like John Reese Davies, yeah. Gimli sick. That kid goes around and does cons and stuff now. What? So cool for him. <laughs> God damn, man. I, go see I a, have got to land a role in some just shit. Yeah, cult you want to go see a panel with Pig Boy from God, that's Masters awesome. of the Universe? He um, had no lines at all. He just stood there. Here we come with the sixth, fifth or sixth mention. Skeletor says, I've won. And asks, how much longer till moonrise, y'all? He's told, it'll be half a preton. Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor. We go from half a chromon to half a preton really quick. I wish that I, I wish that someone would do like the math, like, uh, like a YouTube video with a math sheet off to one <laughs> side to try to figure out what it all means. Skeletor taunts the sorcerer saying, mm-hmm. soon all the forces of Grayskull, all the powers of the universe will be vested in me. Me! <laughs> Uh, that's gonna that's gonna clip, but that's fine. It still sounds cool. <laughs> the sorceress who has become an old and wrinkled lady urges him to stop the madness. Skeletor says, "Madness! Uh, I demand the destitution, shame, and loneliness of scorn. It is my destiny. It is my right. Nothing will deter me from it." That's Sor- amazing stuff. Like it's gone like <laughs> it's huge. Shakespearean. Yeah, it's awesome. There's absolutely no I way. I demand the destitution, shame, and loneliness of scorn. He, he thrives on being evil. Like He likes oh, being hated. They're, and, they're, and that's uh, your favorite thing. There's no way the screenwriters wrote this. No. no there's no guess, that's no. all Frank Liddell yeah. is like, let me take a crack yeah. at it, boys. Sorceress replies, men who crave power look back over the mistakes of their lives, pile them together, and call it destiny. That's also deep as hell. Yeah, it is. I, another's like, what screenwriter stepped into the room yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably Frank man. I love Skeletor just saying thank you for that bit of philosophy sorceress here's my response and then he whips like Blade then. here's my response yeah Blade Blade turns around with a shitty grin on his face he's been standing there literally the whole time <laughs> dramatically turns around to show her the sword of Grayskull which to this point has figured 0.0% into the plot of right. this movie yes. so are we to think that that just means she thinks, well, I mean, she can see he, he man. man's I'm right like, there. I don't get it. They should, they missed their chance. Like the sword. Well, I get that the cosmic key is a good MacGuffin. Sure. The sword should have been the MacGuffin. Like right. we have to have yeah. the sword and whatever yeah. this fucking device is when moonrise happens yeah. to open the eye or whatever. It, it's yeah. relying on your knowledge of the He-Man mythos. Yes, exactly. That was that shit from the early comics, right? Like that the sword... But even, even from the cartoon, like... Yeah. I, like They're I have, battling for the sword? Yeah, well, not like not even control the sword necessarily, but it's like He-Man derives power somehow... The power the, of Grayskull, the, yeah. The power of Grayskull fills him through By the, the sword. power of Grayskull. Exactly. <laughs> Which um, one do you want to watch first? Yeah, she, like in, the, in those He-Man... Uh, comic world apparently mm. there was like two halves to the sword that the Skeletor right. had oh, a really? half and He-Man yeah. had a half and when you when you sort of snap the two together then it would be a key that would unlock the mysteries or the power of right. Grayskull but when the cartoon came along I think they undid some of that yeah um, but they could have carried that shit over because that's more compelling than there being two cosmic keys and I gotta have yeah. them both she, well, the sorceress is shocked by the sword turn of events up to this moment, we're not even really sure how the sword figures into this. It's been of tertiary or even less importance the entire movie. But anyway, Skeletor says the sword is his now and inserts it into it. It sort of it's like some kind of locking mechanism. We're not even it's sure weird what, what it is. That doesn't you gotta it's got explain all these, like, something. It's all these buttons and yeah, it's like obviously this seems to be important to right. whatever it is that's going to happen here. But it's never, we're not told why right. or how. Then Skeletor has some goons drag <laughs> He-Man, her champion, forward, shackle him into place there on the platform in front of Skeletor. It's like the type of locks that you used to like lock up, like to secure a laptop or something. Like <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like exactly, at, at, your, at your corporate desk. Skeletor tells He-Man that, they'll, that he'll have a front seat to see him gain all the power of Grayskull. He also says that when the great eye opens, all the people of Eternia will see He-Man kneeling before him just before he's killed, which is <laughs> stupid because he said already, it's like, I can't kill him. I don't. Yeah. Until I guess, but until they, be a martyr. <laughs> until they've seen him broken, until they've seen him bow down to me. Right. And acknowledge that I'm the real ruler, I guess. Right. It's a bad move to tell him that you're going to kill him. Right. Because yeah. then what's his incentive to kneel? Let it now? be a surprise. Oh, go on and kill me then, because I'm not going to kneel. Yeah. 
Yeah. He-Man says, I'll never kneel before you. <laughs> Skeletor says, yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> or I will reap unforgettable harm on you. That um, is an amazing line. Unforgettable harm? Unforgettable harm. Yeah. harm. I will reap unforgettable harm on you. He motions to Blade to get into position. Evil Lynn looks on with almost sexual interest in the pain that's about to start. She did seem like visibly turned on. Yeah. Evil Lynn like, was oh, by this all is, this. I'm very interesting. So <laughs> Blade unfurls a lightsaber whip and starts lashing He-Man. Yeah, um, dude. All of this whole scene felt like some shit from any number of scenes out of Star yeah. Wars films. Star Wars, or like Conan. Neil before Zod, you know, uh, Superman Two action. I, I gotta yeah. tell you, uh, Dolph is is really uh, stretching the believability of his acting with the whip. It seems like he's barely reacting he's, to it. He's in such good uh, shape, though. If uh, we can all agree, it's like at, at, at this moment that he, you look at that body and you're like, holy. Fuck. He looks yeah. like he's made from plastic. Yeah. That's how I felt in. Um, in, especially in Rocky Four, like because his body was so weird and like steroided up, I presume. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a bit much. It's, but yeah, Dolph's acting, dude, it's yeah. terrible. There was a great in that um, I've referenced it before, and I probably will again. But that in search of the last action heroes documentary on that's on Amazon. Yeah, they talk about these actors, and they one of the one of the panelists or the the interviewees. Uh, lovingly refers to it as, you know, their acting is a little rough around the edges, <laughs> like compared to, That's you know, and compared to later era when it started to be the Tom Cruises and Nicolas Cage, like actors doing yeah. the big action movies and like these guys who were glorified, you know, muscle men started sort of losing their, their place. Yeah. Their cred was well, gone. But we're returning to that now. I mean, like if you look at these Marvel, Oh yeah. You might well, HGH, but it's real actors, use. right? Getting yeah. bulked up. But yeah. It's not like, the closest that exists anymore is probably The Rock. The Rock, yeah. Who's like started out being sort of, but he's got so much charisma. Yeah, it's he incredible. is. He is like he. He's sort I mean, of never a, done a good movie to be honest, but yeah. he he keeps getting well paid for yeah, doing what does. he does. Yeah, he I does. Mean, Kumail is now ripped as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all to stand in front of a green screen and say, "I need the." Key to Gamogablar or whatever, and rip and you know flex a few times. I feel a, like though, if I was that, if I was in that acting world, and they're like, we're gonna pay you and we're gonna set you up with a nutritionist and a trainer and get you looking great, oh, I'd, be, I'd like, be like, cool, sign yeah. me up. I guess. Yeah, I I'm mean, there. I'm there. I could use some of that. I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, done. But like, yeah, Hemsworth takes it to the next level. That dude's like, like large, He's yoked dude. As shit. That's incredible. I hope. I feel like you're doing permanent damage to your body though by. Doing this massive bulk ups and then because you go you're back. not going to be able to do it forever unless you're the Rock. Yeah, and you are going to be able to. Because yeah, you see like Stallone and Schwarzenegger nowadays, like they don't their their physiques, their frames, but I also don't necessarily look healthy. But I also yeah. feel like that now people know more about metabolic science and exercise and fitness and things than they did back in the eighties and seventies sure. when. And I mean, I mean, you think they're doing it as safely as you can? I think that I mean, they're doing it as safely as you can. Yeah. I buy that. I mean, you would like to think these guys aren't like taking years off their life to before. But because life. because at least Schwarzenegger still looks like he's not gonna like like Stallone always looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, still, and I'm not saying that because I hate you, but Schwarzenegger still looks like a healthy old man, like a yeah. you know like a ripped old yeah. guy. Oh sure, because <laughs> I feel like he was probably eating healthy throughout. I don't. Who was it? It was some actor was talking about being around Stallone and how he didn't. Uh, he didn't like eat any solid food. Like, really? It was all fucking shakes and stuff that he was doing. And then he'd have like, yeah, you know, they'd have like a half a chicken or something for dinner. But like throughout the day, he was just having these various like shakes and he, he didn't so know what was lean. in them. He was so lean. I was, yeah, that's, that can't be right though. No. Eat some salads at least. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't just drink it all. He probably doesn't like, I can see still on I don't like greens. I don't like lettuce. <laughs> um, anyway, Blade is beating, is beating He-Man. I love the, like the, the diversity of reaction that we get. Skeletor is sort of like, he can't watch some of the blows land. He's like grimacing and hiding behind his staff. I got the impression he was almost like scared of like, yeah, the how, just how evil all this shit was. And yeah, like, that that's it, that, exactly what he's like. He's like, it's about to all happen. Yeah. My plan's actually going to work. Yeah. And I'm sort of nervous about it. I got that same vibe. Oh, I got, I got, I thought he was getting like sexual gratification. He could have been. He, he was kind of working that. He was working his, like his staff or whatever. Oh, a little yeah. bit, working you know? the shaft. <laughs> um, sorceress is distraught as she would be. Evil Lynn is, has a lady boner. She was um, turned on. <laughs> back on Earth, 
Lubick's buddies are offering to drive him home after a long day. <laughs> they don't believe anything he said. <laughs> I love it, like Lubick says, I was in Korea. I never saw anything like this. Like, uh, sir. Apparently, sir, this is a this is a Wendy's drive-through. Yeah. It was like that type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> apparently they found no signs of the huge battle that recently took place. Just then the caddy comes zooming by in the background. Lewis like, follow that car. Um, <laughs> and he wrecked uh, the shotgun. I, I, know. <laughs> <Another>. <laughs> I just want to see Always. empty. I just want to see shells flying out yeah, each time he does it. Like anyway, uh, that's a, yeah. no, rack number three. Oh, it's like that's Kevin driving the car. He's gone to Charlie's store to grab a keyboard. Um, back at the city fountain, Gwildor has gone full ET phone home rig. Uh, and, <laughs> and Julie is like hanging in there with her busted leg. Kevin arrives back with the keyboard, which they connect to the cosmic key. Tila almost just opened fire when he yeah, pulled always, up. Like, always oh. about to kill somebody. Uh, Kevin shows Gwildor how the keyboard works. Gwildor is thrilled. I'll have this ready to preton. Fuck. What? It was already, so it's too late, right? Because it was half a preton, I think, until moonrise. Oh, uh, God. Anyway. Maybe we're supposed to think that all this is happening, happening concurrently, I guess. I um, do like when he says... Excellent. Excellent. That's a great, that <laughs> sticks with me, that delivery. Excellent. It's sort of like vaguely French. I like it, dude. Excellent. I'm into it. Uh, Wait, does that keyboard, is that the type of keyboard that would run off batteries? Like, that thing was big. He's already playing it instantly. He just those, sat it down like, and started hitting of, it. Like, some of those bigger keyboards, like, I think even mine is giant, but it'll take, uh, like, like, a, a nine volt, yeah, like, a D or nine volt battery. <laughs> okay. um, Kevin goes back to check on Julie, who's begging him not to, like, don't leave me. Uh-huh. Kevin's like, I'll never leave you. And they're like, I love you is exchanged. Um, that was the moment where Gwildor sort of like nudges the man at arms, right? And he's like, look. It's like, we don't have time for you to be noticing this shit, Gwildor. He stopped his work. I know. It's like, keep programming the fucking key. Just do whatever it is you're doing over there, making the earth tech compatible the, with the... The preton is ticking. Uh, back on Eternia, Blade is still whipping He-Man. Uh-huh. Um, Skeletor, who is now fully cowering behind his staff while he watches. That was the one he was like, seemed like he was scared of how close he was. He's like ordering blade to stop. Then asks, where's your strength gone? He man. Mm. And we're all wondering the same thing. Taunt the the shit out of the beginning of this movie. (laughs) He taunts he man telling him to look at your sorceress withering away. Are you ready to kneel now, proud warrior? He's like, I love kicking the uh, sorceress when she's down. <laughs> I, as well. A soldier announces, the moon is reaching its apex. <laughs> he sounds like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> the moon is reaching. Is she a great big fat girl? It really uh, sounds like 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 a voiceover that's added in after the fact. We uh, need to explain that the moon's about to rise. Do a yeah. ro- give us a robot voice. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. The moon is reaching its apex. So Skeletor then gets... Uh, in your notes, you said biblical, and it's true. It's like, do you hear? Mm-hmm. The Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> Death and rebirth. And as you die, so will I be reborn. <laughs> and the great close-ups of Frank Langella in that makeup. Is this uh, makeup look good? Oh, sure. So, close-up, it looked good. The best part of the movie is his, are the close-ups of his face. And that's what I remember most from watching this movie are the close-ups of that makeup on the big screen. Well, that's the shit that sticks with you even if you can't uh, remember what the plot was anymore. Uh, so it's yeah. just like the visuals. It's just like it looks amazing. Uh, Lancella is like, so he's way too good for this shit. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> like, he is just <laughs> killing it yeah. in this moment. Uh, fucking awesome stuff. Yeah. Legendary. Back on Earth, the police have spotted the good guys preparing to open a portal. Lubick and they don't know they're opening a portal, but they they spot him doing some shit. Lubick instructs the police to spread out and cover him. They all seem game. They're like, yeah, whatever you You say. You all stay back. Small town USA. He's like, I'm going to make the bust myself. Um, We've cut back to attorney. A Skeletor addresses the planet via the holosphere. He tells them that he's been chosen by destiny to receive the power of Grayskull and that you're, you know, they're all going to see it happen. Out on that Eternian landscape, it was like literally the same shot, but nighttime of yeah. earlier yep. when they were yeah. watching. They, oh, had, yeah. they had mirrored it over yeah. like they were just standing in reverse order. But it was just like they were doing a lot of corner cutting and oh, cost yeah. savings yeah. on a movie that still cost as much as this one did. Um, he says that even He-Man will bear witness. Now I, Skeletor. I'm master of the universe. There it is. Hey, 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 he said it. Yeah. The large iris, like telescoping iris behind the throne begins to open. Everyone's looking on either in horror or delight. Orbs of golden light 
fly through the open <laughs> iris and pass into Skeletor, and that's a little reminiscent, I thought, of Raiders, the arc scene. Oh, at the end. hell yeah. I thought it was a little underwhelming as far as like the effects go. That's the power. This orb is supposed to be all the power in the universe, and it was like just a small. And so we were talking. Thing. We talked in an earlier episode of like what's the connection with the universe in Eternia, and another thing that I encountered in my deep dive on He-Man <laughs> lore was that Eternia was supposed to have been the first planet. It's it, like the center of the universe, it, it, right? It was the planet from which the universe began. Okay. And so and as yes. Eternia <laughs> goes, as or as the universe goes, rather, so Eternia goes, or vice versa. Imagine if they had put that in like a prelude at the beginning right? of this movie. You know, that may not Dune style. Eternia, the but, first planet. Yeah. Like something like they that. They could have done better. Yeah, they they made some reference to like the, the castle being at the vortex of the universe right. or something like that. But like, yeah, you could have... Ex- they gave us a lot of weird exposition, but not... Any that, that yeah, actually helped you understand any, what any they that were really doing. Works. It didn't enhance the movie. Right. So Skeletor now glowing says he can feel the energy of the universe flowing through him. I am part of the cosmos, which is always anyone. Anytime anyone says the word cosmos, I'm into it. I'm part <laughs> of the cosmos. Skeletor smiling asks He-Man, "Of what consequence are you now?" That's I badass. Love it, dude. Yeah. Eternia and its people mean nothing to him. He says the universe <laughs> wonder, is, was, is the holosphere still on? Yeah, like is everyone seeing it? still got it turned on. Say this. <laughs> it's like it's like watching MMA. It's like a big fight's on. It was <laughs> like that uh Batman Returns of Penguin. The, yeah, uh, like exactly. I play None of the people here matter to me. Yeah. He's like, like well, the, shit. the universe is power, pure, unstoppable power. And that's I some, am that force. That's some Emperor Palpatine shit. He is going, like, Frank Langella power. goes off the rails in delivering these lines. And it's like, it's a shame. Like, the only actor that I can think of that really, like, gets into it like this and, like, like really ripping it is, like, Andy Serkis' Gollum or something sure. like that. It's like, that's the performance that I can think of that's, like, this crazy, like, where the actor's, like, going for it and, like, Risking the their voice yeah. and doing the thing. It's like he says, I am that vo- I am that force, I am that power. Kneel before you, Master He Man's like, I can't even really <laughs> see what's happening. Uh, <laughs> Skel- Evelyn looked a little in this moment, she looked a little concerned. Yeah, she's like, like What the fuck? Oh shit, this guy's kind of crazy. It's like a super I, saiyan power. I think up this gone guy wrong. might be crazy. <laughs> yeah, Skeletor says that he man, he's like, You are no longer my equal because I am more than man, more than life. I am all. God, 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 God. <laughs> Golden Dude, light. imagine what? trying to sell that, like, as an actor. I've you look thought, at those pages, and you're like, okay, I can do this. I've, like, that's so big. I've thought about that so many times, re-watching this movie now as an adult. Like, yeah. seeing Frank Langella, like, the little turns he does with his head, like, as he's writhing, like, supposed to be feeling the power and stuff, and, like, like what it must have been like to be on set watching someone doing that. Mm-hmm. And then what it must have been like to be, and we've talked about this before, like given all you've got in a scene, but then like when you watch the movie, it's like you hear the music, you hear the sound effects and stuff, but on set, there's just someone <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs and there's it was probably nothing. all muffled as well because you're nothing else happening. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. It, it it makes me respect the portrayal even like more. Like he's he's pulling it off. Oh yeah. Like he's it's amazing to me. I'm yeah. I'm in awe of that. Me too. So this like golden light blazes. People have to look away from the brilliance, except for Evil Lynn, who sort of like can't take her eyes off the scene. As the light fades, we see Skeletor now in this ornate, badass golden armor. Yeah, it's kind of Aztec looking. Oh, it's it, was. it is. It's and this is the point where I can remember we had the VHS bootleg, and I rewound and watched the scene like this whole part where he delivers the speech and is being indwelt by the power of the universe. And like, I rewatched this portion of that VHS tape out, like just the transformation. And then the final battle over and over. So it's over, right? He's got all the power of the universe now. Should that what you it's think? a it's a done deal is how I (laughs) like Skeletor is now the master of the universe. universe. Yeah. So he, anyway, and he yet. in his amazing armor orders He-Man to kneel and begin zapping him with blasts from his eyes, which is I don't think a power that he had before. No. Um somehow He-Man is able to withstand that. I always have felt like though as cool as it looks and as badass as it is, not enough is made of the transformation into a master of the universe. It it barely makes a difference. Yeah. It reminded me of some shit out of like Big Trouble in Little China when uh 
Lopan like Where becomes, he becomes Lopan. Human. He's like a human now. Or no, I'm thinking like when he goes from old oh, man yeah, into like sure. the big master wizard guy. Right. Um, so it's barely made a difference. Yeah. So we have to we have to linger on it. The stakes have to get higher. Is my is my opinion. The eye blast just kind of knocks He Man back. It, Shouldn't it be strong? It should be strong. It should like level He Man. It should knock him down. Something. I is He Man unless He Man is still a that master strong? of the universe? Like there are know. multiple masters there is at this plural. point. Plural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I can think of yeah. is that at this point Skeletor has achieved God status. They were kind of He Man never lost it. Yeah. They were equals before, right? right. Sort of more or less at a similar level of power. So, I guess so now you really could think of it in like Saiyan terms. So it's like Skeletor has achieved like one level up, maybe, but okay. like He Man still no slouch. So we cut back to Earth. Lubick's trying to sneak up on the good guys still. Gwildor and Kevin are putting the finishing touches on the repaired cosmic key. Gwildor gives it some juice and tells Kevin to play the toes. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin starts jamming out. Lubick pops out and tells him, freeze, you're all under arrest. He pops out and racks that shotgun. Again. <laughs> <laughs> like, rack number four. I feel like Kevin's also barely touching the keyboard, yeah, by the way. That, this, it's like the, the, the speakers on the cosmic key kind of kick ass. So he, like, grabs Kevin right as the portal's appearing and then as it's happening, we cut back to Eternia. Skeletor is taunting He-Man. He's like, we're your friends now. And this is That's where some we emperor get, shit, yeah, isn't it? We get we get this this amazing bit of like Frank Langella written like this was authenticated. He wrote, it's like, tell me about the loneliness of good. It is equal to the loneliness of evil. Fucking amazing Love stuff. It. It's badass. That's deep. Just then a portal opens in the throne room. All the good guys plus Lubick who I guess is also kind of a good guy, along with the half Cadillac and part of a brick wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Now, it worked like the time machine shit from Terminator movies, where like, yeah, taking the big, a big or something. Yeah, that but takes everything with it. What I was thinking was, I had an idea. Like, Hit to us. me, the power has already transferred to Skeletor. Like, right. I feel like the battle has been won now, but I think it's been established previously if not, we know it's possible that the key can also, you can transport yourself back in time a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like they should have gone back to before the power transferred and, you know, you replay that last act where they pop out before and then the battle breaks out before he's got all the armor and the power. But, it just seemed like an easy thing. And yeah. Maybe they didn't, but they don't know, right? Do, do they, they know that the power is transferred? They should. They what if they had like felt I don't know a, some sort of disturbance in the oh, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah anything, uh, could be, anything could be written into a movie you're right or yeah. they just know that the time for Moonrise has passed already yeah. yeah right which they could maybe know but it would have been pretty rad to have like a trimmer and they're like oh shit it's or already not, over well no wait we can go back fifteen minutes or earlier why not, or why not go back about one chromon one full chromon. <laughs> and station all of Eternia's forces in the throne room when Skeletor is ready for it. And, <laughs> and fucking knock them all out. Well, that's that shit. Or we go anyway. back however many years and kill baby Skeletor <laughs> in the crib. Kill King Randor's brother. Um, <laughs> anyway, Skeletor orders his kill them! And everyone starts shooting. He-Man screams at Skeletor, you promised not to hurt them. <laughs> I lied. He promised. Well, He-Man. Okay. I don't even consider this Skeletor breaking his promise. No, like, that, they... That Popped in and started sailed. shooting. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Skeletor goes to zap He-Man with one of his lightning bolts, but He-Man moves quickly enough that the lightning bolt hits his shackles and breaks it. One would think that all the powers in the universe would give one better or faster aim and reflexes. Um, anyway, He-Man starts then beating ass. Duncan's barking orders at Kevin and Lubick. Well, He-Man just snaps the other shackle. Yeah, he just breaks it. That gave me that impression like he could have just escaped any time. It's like when Superman would like let the humans handcuff him because right. it just it right. made them feel more comfortable. Right. You know? Um, yeah, Duncan's saying, hey, you, Lubick, Kevin. Give me some cover yeah. action. <laughs> Lubick almost gets shot, and that is the final straw. Hey, <laughs> Nobody take pot shot at Lubick. <laughs> All right, pinkos. You want to play games? No, let's play. Come on, you mother. <laughs> That's so starts, good. He racks the shotgun again. Like six or seven the, more times. But well, well, now, once he, you're firing, you got to sh- yeah. rack it in between each shot. Yeah. But he mows those guys down, though, man. That was badass, dude. If, if only we knew that he a went shotgun third, would do the trick. Lubick went third person on us, too. Like, <laughs> nobody takes pot shots at Lubick. <laughs> He's accusing um, the baddies of being like communists. I know. 
Pinkos. Uh, Pinkos. <laughs> Evil Lynn, Karg, and the Beast Man seem to all, they're like, we, we should go, right? Um, Skeletor is telling his army, still don't kill He-Man because Why? I want him. I don't know. <laughs> no, kill him now. At You've this, got all the power you don't need. At this point, the people of Eternia watching at home aren't seeing what Skeletor intended them to you see. You gotta kill He-Man yeah. if you have an opportunity. No, right. I want him alive. As the master shit. of the universe, it doesn't matter what your yeah, propaganda machine. You got looks the power like. now. Who cares? The people probably heard you on the TV talking about how you don't care about their lives yeah. anyway. No, they definitely the heard that. Yeah. So uh, He Man snatches a rifle away from the stormtrooper, <laughs> beats up Blade. Blade is a non-issue. No, like, easy. He just gets beaten up easily. Ineffectual. Um, we never even see him again. Well, I don't know what happened to Blade. He didn't get killed on screen. But then he just he's just gone now. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that was the end of, probably the end of his shooting days. Like they probably were like never mind. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Actually, that actor it'll come up in a minute. But he was the he was Skeletor the Swordsman. Yeah. Right. Was the same. Right. So you're probably like, I got to go change costumes. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably. He's like, you realize how long it takes to get the hood on. So the good guys at this point <laughs> seem to be winning because Skeletor has essentially cut off his own force's legs. He's like, don't kill anyone. Don't kill He-Man. Um, He-Man takes cover behind a giant statue, then tips it over for no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. <laughs> Even, except for... <laughs> Just to show for, strength. Well, except for maybe one of the producers or someone was like, you know, he hasn't really done anything strong at this point. It doesn't land on anybody or no, anything. No. It's his only truly magnificent feat of strength and it does nothing. It means nothing. Um, <laughs> Evil Lynn tells Karg to prepare her ship and yeah. signal for retreat. Who's she signaling? The rest of the army? She I guess wants to her get the little her. Maybe she's got unit. her own, like, yeah, maybe yeah. her, her, yeah, um, her Karg is dismayed that they would abandon Skeletor, but it's like, yeah, let's do that. I actually dig this. Like, they're, they're just like, you're too crazy even for yeah, us. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're, like, we're saving our skin. This fucking yeah. shit's getting crazy right. now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they heard that over-the-top speech he gave, and yeah. it was just like, oh, this yeah, guy's the, the, I am a, a god man. line, everyone's like... That's where he lost, uh, mm, Evelyn lost her little lady boner for... That's blaspheme, sir. So He-Man swings across the room on a banner, <laughs> goes for the Sword of Grayskull... Skeletor blasts He-Man with lightning, gold lightning now. It doesn't seem to be even having an effect. Like no. it's, it's like yeah, a slap on the wrist. Yeah, He-Man is able to pull the sword from whatever the thing is that Skeletor put it into. The sword, it's a sword in the stone moment, uh-huh. like yeah. King Arthur. Oh, the pause! It's the moment Kyle's been waiting but, uh, for. Yes, but it has that no... Every, every six-year-old's been waiting for it that It has moment. no weight in the movie, though. No, <laughs> he pulls it out, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Because, yeah, in the cartoon, he would sort of, I mean, I guess Prince Adam was always sort of bulky. Yeah, but he still seemed like he'd just sort of yoke up a little bit when yeah. he gave the line. Just, you know, and- we are all wondering what in the fuck exactly is supposed to happen now. But there's some back and forth smack talk between He-Man and Skeletor <laughs> before they start fighting. He's I like, like the He-Man line, enough talk. Yeah. Like, yes. And then <laughs> Skeletor's they, like, fuck yes. So I, this, yeah, I used to rewind this sequence over and over again. There's like... All of the the lighting here gets very, very artsy. I think Lots it's, of gold and blue lighting yeah. effects. I feel like it's a trick to hide the fact that the background players are gone now. We can't have these extras for days and days just fighting <laughs> um, in the background. You bad, know? Badass but that was That who, was where was Anthony DeLongas took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. yeah badass. Like, the props to him fighting in that big Skeletor getup with that accurate. staff is like, how the full makeup and yeah. all that plus the armor. Yeah. yeah. They go at it a while with He-Man eventually... All right, he, he, he man just he breaks Skeletor's staff in half, and now Skeletor reverts back to old Skeletor. He loses the power. That's what was his power was like linked to the staff somehow. Like it was it like his we, sword of no race. No one knew that that's the way it was because the power went into him. Yeah, but is it like if you break it, like if if He Man had hit one of the horns on Skeletor's golden helmet, would that have done it? I don't it's I, I, I guess I failed to understand what Skeletor's plan was at this point because if he was still so easily defeated by He-Man, yeah. what advantage did he get? It's like here? I got all the power in the universe and then He-Man dispatched me in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, oh I mean, does that really I was like, yeah, so He-Man's still a badass. Right. That, yeah. That's never been well, it has been the question the whole time. He, he ought to have lost like something about the machine that the sword went into, the little device, it should have been like we're transferring the powers transferring out yeah. of the sword it, into Skeletor or into Skeletor's staff or something. The, the the fact that the power went into the staff doesn't make any sense other than 
in the cartoon, the sword was like the the conduit for the power of Grayskull into Prince Adam to become He-Man. Right. So it does, but more needed to be made than the entire movie. It would have been more effective if... The sword should have been the MacGuffin almost if, yeah, if to Skeletor me. Skeletor had used the sword. Like, I need that sword by Moonrise because it's essential to the Ugh. transfer of power or something. It just it's just clear to me that Gary Goddard didn't actually want to make a He-Man movie. Like he wanted to <laughs> tell a different story, you know, maybe a New Gods film or something else that's that kind of cool. more yeah, more his more his uh more his speed, but yeah. he had to tell a He-Man story. Didn't they say either on it might have been on that video you sent me about the origins of Skeletor yeah. or or something else I read that he he took his his inspiration for his Skeletor was Darkseid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Darkseid from Superman. Yeah. Did yeah. he? Superman. Yeah. I don't know where that was, but I think he's on record as saying like, yeah. that was a, that's inspired my version of Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, quite a, quite a few of those characters are analogs actually. Like oh, yeah? evil in is for this character, granny goodness. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, like, uh, he man is like Orion. Yeah. Uh, okay. Blade is Kanto. Uh, so there's a lot of like comic analogs from that, that, that series. And even like the cosmic key is like the mother boxes that are like, uh, that show up in justice league. Yeah, very right. similar, yeah. Yeah. very similar stuff. And so it's to me, there's like all these ill fitting sort of fourth world analogs that have to live up next to these Conan, the barbarian he man riffs. Right. And the <laughs> exactly. sword is just this extra thing. He's like, what the fuck? I gotta do something with this fucking sword. There's but a I, lot of ingredients in this uh, recipe. But basically. I feel like there was as uh, I don't know. I feel like it could have, they could have pulled it off if they thought a little more about it, but I guess they just didn't have time. Anyway, <laughs> Skeletor reverts instantaneously back to his former appearance, appears defeated, like hunched over on the ground. Um, he meant says Skeletor, it's over. Skeletor <laughs> says, yes, for you. <laughs> he draws a sword that we haven't seen before, but he has it now. It's under and, that cape somewhere. And he attacks. And I always, you know, notice in the cartoon how much Skeletor's sword looked like the sword of Grayskull. Right. But and and even in this case, it sort of looks similar. But anyway, he knocks. The sword of Grayskull out of He-Man's hand. It slides across the floor toward the edge of like one of the bottomless chasms that leads to Gwildor's house. <laughs> uh, He-Man, He-Man dives and is able to catch the sword just before it falls. And he like fights back and knocks Skeletor off the ledge into a pit. The end. And Skeletor <laughs> screams through a closed mouth. There's a very anticlimactic ending yes. for that duel. It just it broke my even as a kid i was like what he just sort of shoulder blocked him off the yeah. ledge and that, that was it no one was more surprised than he-man that he won that <laughs> fight uh the light in the room immediately changes as the great eye of the universe closes the force field around the sorcerers breaks up and her energy tied to the skeletor is broken so uh -huh. she looks great very <laughs> healthy and hale Duncan yells that He-Man has saved the day. Victory! I'm not even sure that He-Man seems sure that he saved the day. <laughs> Vig yeah, victory! There's some very meager, victory. very yeah. meager cheering. Well, there are only five people in the room, but Gwildor. <laughs> victory! Or no, He-Man. Yeah, at the end, He-Man. Victory! Victory! <laughs> Cut to sometime, days, weeks. Who knows? Sometime has passed for sure. The sorceress cleaned up. The sorceress is sitting on the throne of Grayskull. She's flanked by Gwildor and Lubick. Lubick, who has. An she 80s look, babe. Like she a, looks like um she looks like the captain's girl from Road Warrior. Yeah, it's like just like a mall chick. Yeah, they're all like dressed in fancy robes. Um Julie appears to have been healed. Why not show her get healed? Right. That's just the you that was the whole like that was the stakes. Or that was half the stakes when yeah, they came see here. The sorcerers do something other off than screen. Sand. It's like off screen, He Man kills Skeletor. It's like off screen, Julie's life is saved. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um Kevin's I think asking, they were just ready for it to be yeah, over. I think, I think yeah, Let's they were like, we don't have with. time. We're too far in the process. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's like asking Lubick, are you really going to stay here in Eternia? I like, like Lubick's like, yeah, I live in a castle. I got this high. It's a perfect retirement. <laughs> Why would I go back? That's valid. I, I, I hope he has no family that he's leaving behind. It's like he, a little sad if you think about it. He's got like no meaningful relationships back on Earth that he's leaving. He's got like a, a a nagging wife or something. <laughs> An <Yeah>. ex-wife. <laughs> That's incredible. Ex-wife with a like a killer alimony. He was payment. on full on like dirty old man mode. Too. Oh, yeah. Like he's sort yeah. of like getting handsy with the girl, like yeah. squeezing her tush and yeah. doing that shit with his tongue like in his lips. 
Whatever. That's his move, that weird tongue thing. Watching that scene play out, it made me wonder, like, if I wonder if Tolkien has ever had an on-screen kiss in his career. There's certain actors that probably never have because you're not that type of actor. You right. don't play yeah. those He's parts. a heavy. Yeah, heavies Man, never get romantic. I kind yeah. want someone to cast Tolkien as a lead in, like, a... Like a uh, like a role, a like straight in limey. story type. No, thing? like in like in limey. Did you see that? Yeah, with a stamp. Yeah, was it Terrence, Terrence Stamp. stamp? Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. I would love he's for... too old for it now, right? In ninety. Shit, is he that old? Yeah, I he's, guess he's so. ninety. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bring him back. Get his ass back out. to the future. Put him in the DeLorean. That's right. <laughs> you slackers. Um. <laughs> so the sorceress gives Julie a small trinket. It's like a little globe with a like a ringlet thing sure. around, like a decorative metalwork ringlet around it. Tells her keep it, and Eternia will always be near. Julie starts to say her goodbyes, but Tila says, "In Eternia, we say good journey." It's getting then, a little emotional. Yeah, the good good score work from uh from, from Conti in this yeah. moment too. I yeah. like this. I get a very like the road goes ever on and on from Tolkien sort of deal. Like Duncan comes in saying, "There's an old Eternian saying." <laughs> Live the journey for every destination is but a doorway to another. Another what? We don't know. Another, another journey? journey, yeah. Another doorway? Another, yeah. Um, Gwildor, <laughs> who, has been, <laughs> who has been bedazzled. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. The little shitty gold bows Maybe in his hair. What's, his, what's he? Thurian? Thurian. Thurian. Maybe that's yeah. Thurian like finery. They, they yeah, braid it has the beard. to be. He kind of looks shittier than ever. It's it's sort of it's sort of what I imagine that they would do to like dwarf beards in Tolkien. Latin. Yeah, they'd braid him up fancy. Yeah, yeah. he seems moved anyway. Uh-huh. Julie hugs Heman, <laughs> who tells who tells Kevin, "You look after her." Dude, Heman was oiled up yeah, he was. in this scene. He I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to touch him. Uh, he, he also Heman tells Gwil open the portal back to Earth. Gwildor says, he, uh, "Hey." Not that you knew this before, but I can take you forward and backward in time if you like. And then Kevin's like quickly like, no, 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 no. Just send us back. And Julie agrees. She's like, yeah, just take us back. What the fuck? Maybe she didn't think hard enough about it. But that's, it's weird. I feel like that's all she ever thinks about. Yeah. Is her, it's weird. But Gwildor has, I thought Gwildor, I detected, maybe I was reading into it, like a little glance he gives mm-hmm. like i'm gonna take matters into my own hands do you think that kevin was after julie's mom's money Ooh. well i'm wondering like <laughs> did you get the impression that julie was now gonna stay in california or was she so. still planning to go to i think she after was probably, all this was she gonna still go to jersey i think she was probably gonna stay with kevin yeah okay. so it's like a life-changing journey okay. I, I would like to think but okay i don't know and the music in this moment was that close encounter shit yeah, that you were yeah, talking about. Very close encounters. So Gwildor opens the portal. Everyone's waving goodbye. Just as Julie and Kevin are passing through, Julie screams for Gwildor to send, wait, send me back to, <laughs> send me back to before. And then we don't hear what Too it late. is. Light it's already flashes. Gone through. Yeah, they've passed through. Julie awakes in her bed. What? She's Did, shouldn't she have popped out the other side of a portal? Yeah. <laughs> What's but happening? Gwildor took matters into well, his own hands. We maybe guess. when you, if you go into the past, perhaps you just pop back into yourself in that moment in the past. Would Kevin not have been with her? I don't know. I, I think the only, I'm apologizing for them, but <laughs> I, the only thing I think is maybe if you go into the past, instead of, wouldn't there be two Julies? Yeah, there. maybe question. you just maybe you pop into yourself into the one you yeah, that you must where that you must were at that moment works. in the past. Your consciousness I, pops uh, into the, that shell. I mean, I have I have a lot of questions about this about <laughs> this time me. travel thing. But like at this point, isn't she stuck in a time loop? Yeah, at, yeah, With the, 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 yeah. You're right. The the Eternians should show up again, right? So, I mean, do, do, do they just does time not count for them? They've, she's been like reinserted into the Matrix, like right, uh, exactly, like Joe Pantaleone or whatever in the flick, yeah, like Cipher, like Cipher. Yeah, so so she awakes in her bed, hugging a picture frame of her, she thought dead parents beside her bed. She there was get, like this ridiculous dream board or vision board above her bed. Yeah, Did you yeah. like pause that yeah. shit? There was just random phrases on it. <laughs> One that said, "How to enjoy poetry." <laughs> <laughs> like what? Kids are like weird. Ma- 
And there was also a big one of the big clipping said friends, which was like a little oh, bit. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah, man. Lots of friends references in prescient. this movie. That's very prescient. So she gets up. She goes exploring the house, which is no longer all boxed up to move. So she has to know some shit's going on. Yeah, here. it's very normally decorated. Like Dude, people that, are living that there. nightgown. It's great. Like it was head to toe granny style. Like a big <laughs> like, lacy collar. Lacy like, collar, yeah. long sleeved. Yeah. She finds mom and dad in the kitchen and freaks, says, I never want, I never want to lose you. Her mom says, we're all going away to Catalina for the day. We'll, we'll be back tonight. Julie says, I've changed my mind. I want to go to the beach with you. Mom says, stop being silly. Stay home and study <laughs> like you plan. Little did mom know that she was planning to stay home and fuck Kevin. <laughs> Julie, Julie tells him, I feel like something's going to happen if you go. Mom says, you're being ridiculous. Da- your dad's an excellent pilot. They've got money. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> right. not, though, right? Because yeah. he was going to crash that well, plane. I don't know. Like Maybe it was a like a, a weather-related issue. Yeah. So okay. Julie grabs the keys and the charts from the counter, runs out of the house, Julie, put those keys back now. He Death. struck like an aggressive sort of yeah. stance, like like he was about to get violent. Like a horrible father. That, yeah. that 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 dude was the stunt coordinator for the film. Oh really? Was the guy? Who, Julie, put those keys back. So he bowed up. Like, he did, like he was gonna. So kill he can't it. act, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we need someone who can deliver one line. <laughs> you're already on the set. Um, <laughs> as Julie runs out into the street in her grandmotherly nightgown, <laughs> Kevin comes running up. They, did he live that close? I think he'd just been sprinting since he woke up in his coma. Like, <laughs> wouldn't he? He, in theory, would have woken up in his bed probably, right. right? Yeah. Was it quicker to run than get in the van? No one fucking knows. Maybe he'd been asleep in his van down the street. He was fully dressed. Yeah. Not in his pajamas. No. I don't think he could have gotten dressed and gotten there maybe that he, quick. Maybe he'd just gotten off a gig at Club Zero. <laughs> maybe he woke up way earlier than her, though. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. maybe he gets true. up early. I can so see it. They embrace. Kevin tells her, don't let your parents go on that flight. She says, I've already stopped them. <laughs> so they've at this point, we're perfectly clear that they've gone back in time. It's time to make a Biff Tannen like sports bet. If I'm oh, like, right? hell yeah, the 18, they're old enough to make bets. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Kevin um, has that the the trinket now for yeah, some reason. Yeah. He has yeah, she is elated she, that Kevin remembers the adventure to Eternia. Kevin has the little bauble that sorceress gave them. I don't. She had that when they came through. Same reason that somehow the the cosmic <laughs> key got lost when Gwildor uh, yeah. was flying through space. Um, as we zoom in on the thing on the little bauble, we see Castle Grayskull and He Man sword drawn, screaming, "I have the power!" <laughs> Roll credits, and in in the first maybe ever post credit scene Skeletor pops out of some red bubbling liquid with a green skull, which I think is just the lighting. I don't know if it was supposed to be green, yeah, but saying, I think so. I'll be back. And he, he, and was, the, he was not, he never no, came back. And he never did come <laughs> there back. Were, there were stingers or whatever prior to this, but this was like, it's early in the game. I don't though, remember for any earlier. I did though. research. There were some like in the sixties. Really? Yeah. Um, but this is like, is kind of cutting edge. Ferris yeah, Bueller yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah. Which true. might have been before this. I don't know the year on Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but with recall. Ferris Bueller, like it wasn't teasing a sequel. Like this, That's this true. to me feels yeah. like the first, one of the first times that a sequel like Marvel, was ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's in the yeah, same yeah, exactly. thing. Tease at a larger like story Which is or really, universe. really quite clever as a, as a, as a mechanism to get people to look at everyone's yeah. names. Agreed. Um, but I, you know, to me, like this ending is still just like a horror story because it's like, She's stuck. They're stuck in a time yeah. loop now because the Eternians will come back to do this entire you adventure think, all over again. You would think it has to play out the same way. They have to come back. I mean, I guess Julie probably wouldn't. Now everything's thrown off, so they might not be at the right place at the right time. To, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't be in the graveyard to find the key. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. But, her, but her if parents- they don't not there to find the key, then ever then then. <laughs> Maybe Skeletor wins this. Uh, Sounds like they're having an adventure with the caretaker. I, I, but I think that if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. And Carl, and Carl the janitor. I think, I think that if, if Julie and Kevin don't find the key in the graveyard, that, that Tila and they the would have found it, find it even sooner and bebop it right back okay. to Eternia. That okay. seems the most likely outcome. Yeah. All right, I'm into that. I'm not into Skeletor stealing our guy Schwarzenegger's "I'll be back" line, but no, you know, I'm. Whatever. I'm also just there's so much about 
transference of the powers of Grayskull, what do the powers of Grayskull enable one to do? Yeah. Because <laughs> even as, as much as they sound great, He-Man is not a great hero in this movie. No. It's not, is, this is an is ensemble imbued, piece. He is not imbued with any power greater than anyone else has, except for maybe the toppling of a statue that well, seemed to have already been weakened when by we Blaster saw, Fire. Like, I don't think anyone else could have just dispatched Skeletor yeah. no, with ease. But like we we can tell I think he's supposed to be and more important than the other characters, but he's not right. in the top four largest characters in no. this movie. No. Um he's, he, I mean he's he's just a strong guy. I don't know if it's just a lack of acting talent, yeah. like limited yeah. what they would let him do. I, I it or probably, he's just rough around the edges as uh, <laughs> the nice way to say it's a little rough around the edges. I mean, they they were probably working around Dolph's talents. Um, but you know, I, I just get the impression Goddard wasn't that in love with the source material. That's yeah. true. He was, wanted to tell his own story. Yeah, and, and and I don't think He Man necessarily fits into like the eighties adventure template in the same way that was like popular. It's like especially the late eighties. Yeah. Like this was more of a Beastmaster time era story that you could have gone you, heavier into the barbarian. You know, stuff. The more that I think about movies in the eighties that would have come out roughly, not exactly, but roughly the same time that have a similar issue, and this is not to shortchange the talents of a of a young Tom Cruise, but this movie as I think more about it, starts to take on a similar dimension to legend. Sure. Mm-hmm. In that Tim Curry. Amazing performance. And, and, a, and, a, and a talented cast of little folk, including Billy Barty. Yep. Like, drove that movie. Your star is the hero, but he's he's only as strong as the rest of the people are around him. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and a lot of the action is driven by how... It's sort of like... He's like Darth Vader. It's like... Star Wars is badass because Darth Vader is badass. Right. They say about those movies like it's only yeah. they're only as good as your villain. Yeah. Um, so in that way, this movie's badass because yeah. Angelus Skeletor is awesome. It's not like Die Hard where your good guy and your bad guy both fuck hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's an all-time great villain though. Yeah, Hans. exactly. Um the movie guys, it it made only 17 million worldwide. That's God, about that's, what the budget was. That's heartbreaking to think the, about. It was the 65th highest grossing movie of that year. Um, yeah, uh, it it does make me big sad. whiff for for, <laughs> for canon, canon, you know. Yeah. And, it's the, and it's the one that I mean that basically this shut them plus down. plus Superman four Quest for Peace was an equally was it. large bomb. Wait, wait, um, when when did when did Bloodsport come out? Right before this. Eight? Oh, was it eighty-eight? But it was one of those where remember where they said they had it in the can for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking like this is dog shit, and then they went back and and re-edited it. Yeah, and they were like, okay, we salvaged it. Those should have helped, but I think these two big flops put them on life support, where they were always just one step ahead of predators. Yeah, this is them trying (laughs) to enter the the, the family Spielberg adventure realm. Yeah, so there was a sequel in place, I think, before. This movie ever they even hit it. theaters? They had it cast. They had yeah. it ready to go. It would is, is there any information out there about that sequel? What I read was that it would have seen Skeletor return to Earth and sort of ravage the planet. Okay. And then He Man, I guess, hears what's going on and travels to Earth, and he's sort of battling Skeletor in like a post-apocalyptic Earth. Oh well, I guess that that would explain the the eventual use of those sets of then. Cy- right. Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think once that got shit canned they took some of the costumes that they had sort of already done and built some of the sets and then used them to make cyborg the van damme flick i yeah one of, the, one of your favorites overwhelmed. too right you like cyborg? oh yeah of course you know the, one of the guys that looks like he's wearing blade's costume uh, oh, yeah? to a certain degree i can't oh, remember wait, the, the main guy yeah who yeah. played a war child war in child, point baby. break yeah that dude had a look he, he should have been a big star he should have um but yeah the 1987 though had some strong movies that weren't this one, you know. <laughs> like seminal action movies came out that year, dude. Lethal Weapon, sure, yeah. Predator, yeah, and mm. RoboCop Oof, all came out that year. The best. I Running showed Man also. I showed Hannah RoboCop the first time a few she months dig ago. It? Yeah, she had a great time. It's great, right? Yeah, I can't believe that was turned into a kid's cartoon. <laughs> right? It's hard to wow. believe. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> that was as violent as you like. To the point that they knew what they were doing. Yeah, like that's yeah. one of the ones we like to laugh at is when Ed two oh nine just like kills the dude in the boardroom. Yeah. He's like, Will someone call a goddamn paramedic? <laughs> <laughs> He's like blown to, to pieces. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul Verhoeven, man. Got a new movie coming out, too. What's he uh, doing? That's He's called, been doing this like, kind of oh, erotic the nun, thriller. The nun movie. Right? Yeah, Benedetta, I think it's Benedetta. Oh, and it's, it is kind of an erotic it's thriller, It's a true right? story about some lesbian nuns. Yeah, he's into that and, stuff. And, and they are on their media campaigns having to fend off criticism of him and his treatment of sexuality and the, actress, the actresses and yeah. the actors are all like jumping to his aid and being like, it's it's a true story, sure. and he's and like that's his thing. Is like it happened. So what's the big deal? Did they take that to Cannes? Yeah, yeah. 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 Did did it get well well received by film? Critics? I haven't heard any of the. All I've heard is the him. is the criticism of the subject matter and his salacious. Like, like it's just like Oberhoven doing more. Yeah, like, people with their. I mean, there's a like, little bit the, of the New York Times review is director of showgirls tackles lesbian nuns or something like that. And I was like, come on guys. He's done. Yeah. He's got some, some legitimate like cred as well, you know, yeah. but dude, other top grossing movies of that year. This is the top three, three men and a baby. Okay. Great movie. Fatal yeah. attraction. Beverly okay. Hills cop two. All right. Um, Good Morning Vietnam and and Moonstruck were like the top five that round. Wow, what a diverse lineup yeah, of right? movies, man! And imagine an era in which it's not just five special effects no. tentpole movies. It's like some of those have three men and a baby, zero special effects. I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's just people in rooms talking, and that, if done well, <laughs> is more entertaining than something like this Masters of the Universe. But I mean, I'm just thinking, I think like a share, a share movie, yeah. you know, in the top five. That's incredible. I mean, obviously it's a different era. Academy Award winning share, right? Right. I know. Wow. Others that we dig that came out that year, The Untouchables. Yeah, of course. Fucking killer. Fucking love uh, that movie. Stakeout, which I love. Yep. Uh, Dirty Dancing came out that year. Love that right. movie. Uh, Sexual yeah. Awakening. <laughs> Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> love uh, that one too. Oh, one of my father's favorite movies to hate, actually. He oh, he hates, hates that? that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's dark. It's, it is dark and it is very much in the same vein as Cable Guy. It is, yeah. It's, you know, you take a grim source material or whatever yeah. and yeah. Um, Full Metal Jacket and Wall Street Holy both came out that shit. year. God. Such good movies, man. Was that a banner year for motion pictures? I mean, it feels like it. It's a good year, yeah. Spaceballs came out. Wow. The Lost Boys and The Princess Bride. Man, fucking hell. There so was something for everyone, literally. It really was. Like, across the board, all types of movies represented. And this, awesome. is, this is what Cannon's doing. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking around with ruining Superman and then ruining He-Man. Yeah. In well, one year. Like, good for literally them. taking what should have been, like... It's a can't miss. It's a touchdown. Like it was the you couldn't go wrong, and somehow they went wrong. Who else could have played He Man? That's a hard question to answer, man. Hulk Hogan? Oh no, Shorts. Would he have been better? Or, I mean, yeah, no, that would have been the dream, the, right? Well, the problem with Hulk Hogan was that he was he was balding. Yeah, I mean, he, he was balding. Yeah, you would have put a wig on him, but it wouldn't be believable. It have, it, like, put that page boy on him. That's the thing. Is like. <laughs> If Dolph Lundgren had more acting talent, like physically, yeah. that's the guy. Oh, he's perfect yeah. for it. Guy. He's the prototype. Yeah. I don't know who else was around at that era that could have played He-Man. I mean, you, you know, know I, I keep thinking of actors that look like the Beastmaster, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you need someone larger than yeah. life, and there's just not that many of those dudes out there. But even that guy, the guy that played Dar, like, I mean... Some, some, you could find someone like he that. has a name, Mark Singer. It's Mark Singer. Yeah, sorry, I mean, I, 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 it, it has completely left my, my mind. Bad, you guys, he has my a bad. name, John. He's at, he's at Dragon Con very often. Is he? Yeah, oh, well, at least I've he, never seen he was. Him. When I was going to meet what's his name, Mark, Mark Singer. Singer. <laughs> Asshole. I just got the 4K of that. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah! How does it look? It sometimes looks, it looks it looks pretty good. Sometimes they look too good, and you start to see the cracks in the plaster. Nah, it's not like that. It, the problem with this movie is that some of the existing film elements don't look great. So okay. there's a little bit of like, um, you know, you see some crackles here and there. Yeah. But like, yeah, Vinegar Syndrome. We put that out. They just put out that and uh, the '90s cult movie Six String Samurai. They just put that, that out in 4K. It's like a rockabilly post-apocalypse Ooh, film. It's, yeah. it's that sounds great. amazing. It's kind of great. But yeah, um, yeah, they, they started like a 4K line. Those are the two that they they debuted with, along with Scanner Cop. Uh, I don't know that the, the, the sequel to Scanners, but about a cop who does scanning. Was it like a, a, a an authentic sequel? It was yes, it's Scanners 4. 
Okay. Yeah. There, there were many scanner sequels that Cronenberg uh, was not involved in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like all the know. RoboCop sequels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't stop. This is, but this, this is far worse. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's hard to be worse than RoboCop 3. My mom took me to the theater to see that when we lived in Germany. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, it was just... Written by Frank Miller. Uh, Shit. RoboCop 3. Yeah. Oh, it should have been better. Yeah. He wrote the treatment for RoboCop 2 as well, but uh, that didn't make it to screen. Uh, well, no, it certainly didn't. <laughs> it's been an amazing journey. It's been epic. An epic quest. I'm I'm so glad that we had Kyle along with us for the yes, ride. Thank you so much. We can't wait to have you back. Yeah, yeah guys, dude. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, we love it. So check out uh, the website, screenrex.com. Yes. Uh, check out whatever we have coming next. We'll have to figure out what that's going to be. <laughs> um, check out the other stuff that's on that Last of the Action Heroes podcast network. Lots of awesome content there. Uh, we'll be back and good journey. Good journey. Good journey.